They said they want some of that raw shit. Raw. Turn it up, I'ma sit in the car. Turn me up. If you turn up your lights, you gon' see me at night. Oh, you know I'm a motherfucking star, bitch. Play. I know you ain't from where I'm from, cause you know you can't go leave your gun in the car, the dick. Fuck? Nigga, let me walk down on your ass if you stuck in the sand like a motherfucking star. Let's go. Go. Let's go. What's going on, man? What's going on? Juice Box Podcast right here. How you been? Yeah, how you been? I told you I was going to take a little break, but we was going to come back to it, and we are here, okay? Thank you for subscribing, listening, tuning in to the show, man. I definitely, definitely appreciate you. So you already know. Let me go ahead and get my sponsors out the way, okay? Kayla Fox, House of Beauty. Make sure you go ahead and check her out on Instagram. Make sure you go on the website, Kayla Fox, House of Beauty. Hurry up. Get your appointments in. Sis is pregnant. Right. That maternity leave, that leave start real soon. Starts real soon. So go ahead and get your appointments in. Also, if you are looking for a private caterer, if you're looking for an event chef, uh, check out my man, Chef King. Pound sign Chef King at Chef King. Uh, check him out. And he got you. Amazing black owned business. The man is extremely professional. Highly recommend him. OK. Also, OIA brand. Dot com. Make sure you go on the website and check out some of the new gear that we got. We got a bunch of people rocking our stuff. Fabulous. Young and May. Go ahead. Cop up. All right. So no, now really tell me how have you been? Right. Summer's over for real, for real now. It's officially fall. Okay. If you, if you can't find your hoodies that your girlfriend stole from you or you can't find the hoodies that you done left in somebody's car, now you got to go buy new hoodies. I went to go buy Lawn John's yesterday. None in my size. Shit is ridiculous. But this is my season. I love the fall. Okay. So many good things happen in the fall. It is homecoming season. Okay. I'm going to speak for the HBCUs. It is a homecoming season for us, especially, you know, some schools don't have, um, I know like Coppin State for a while didn't have a football team. Um, If you do not have a football team, a lot of times your homecoming can fall in the spring, but most HBCUs uh, homecoming tend to be in the fall, all right. And Morgan State's was amazing. I just I just want to put that out there, all right. Morgan State, in my opinion, we had the best homecoming weekend, all right. This past weekend, uh, not this one, but last weekend, it was amazing. A lot of love, great energy out there. The tailgate was great. Um, there was some normally when I was a freshman sophomore. You didn't really, you know, you hung out on campus, but there was always a huge party afterwards. But over the years, it seems like the kids want to stay on campus. Huge, huge party that was on campus. You know, it was. I heard it was just a couple bad things happened in the buildings, but everybody's all right. But maybe a little sex. Somebody was having sex in the building. You know, niggas. People were smoking, things like that. But other than that, it was a great, great homecoming for Morgan State University. It was also, oh, now, wait a minute. Let me let me get into this, too. I had tweeted about the baby's performance, right? The baby was the performer for uh, Morgan State's homecoming, and I think from what I see on social media, okay, the baby is an amazing performer. He has great energy. I didn't get that at Morgan State. I didn't get that. Um, I wasn't not saying that he's a bad performer. I just think he was too consumed with the fact that he couldn't get in the crowd um, a, years, but way before I went to Morgan. Lil Wayne had showed up to a homecoming and he had jumped in the crowd or whatever. And somebody got trampled, almost died, things like that. And ever since then, they haven't allowed um, a celebrity to get in the crowd and engage with the fans. And 
Some people say that the baby was just afraid to get in the crowd in Baltimore, but you know, that's another thing. But he just kept making it apparent uh, while he was performing that he wasn't allowed to get on stage. And I felt like he should have ignored that. Um, the album, new album had came out and he was trying to push a couple of those songs. And I think my expectation level was just a little high. You know, he ain't come out to Suge. I was hurt. I was hurt. I have seen it on Instagram a couple of times. I thought he was going to light it up. But he had came out to some new songs that a lot of the kids didn't really know, kept worrying about not being able to jump into the crowd. So I think we got a, a little mediocre uh, performance from the baby. But it was a, a great uh, show turnout for the concert. It was just a great homecoming all around. Shout out to everybody who went to Morgan State, everybody who listens and supports the show. I appreciate you, too. Can't forget Howard University, their homecoming was also the same weekend as ours. And um, I honestly think the Kanye West showing up to Howard, I think that completely shadowed the greatness that Howard University had to offer for their homecoming. Uh, when it didn't fall on the same weekend as our homecoming, I attended Howard University's homecoming several times. And I've had some of the greatest times that I could think of. <laughs> out there um, with some of my friends. And I think a lot of people were so focused on the fact that Kanye had came out there and were judging the black students on campus for supporting him or attending the Sunday service that he's been, I don't I'm not even going to say he's touring it around, but that he's been promoting that he does and then popping up in certain areas with this gospel choir. Now, this is what I don't know. Is it... Uh, are they singing gospel songs? Or are they singing regular songs, but like it's gospel? I've, the videos I've heard were just like current songs or like old songs, but they just turned them into like gospel sounding songs. And I, I don't know if they're any like just gospel themed songs that he's singing. I don't know. I haven't heard We Fall Down or no shit like that. But anyway, he showed up to Howard and did it. And a lot of people felt like Howard, I don't know, they felt like Howard students should have thrown apples at the nigga. I don't know what they expected. People on social media now expect people to do shit that they don't even do. So um, I do think Howard, pretty sure they had a great homecoming anyway. I don't know. I was too busy at mine having a great time. Now, it got me thinking about how much love and tradition is at HBCU homecomings. How it's, it's just one big ass family reunion. You know, you see people you haven't seen in years. You know, a lot of times your peers have children. You get to meet their children. Oftentimes, those couples who got together in college, they're still together or they started hating each other. And now you get to see <laughs> the other person that they're with. Little little small stuff. But it's it's always fun to see people of all ages, especially, black. you know, black people get together and just enjoy each other's space and a lot of times you see older alum, they get, they snap back into that same energy that they gave when they were on campus. And that makes me think that I've never been to a white homecoming or PWI homecoming. Um, I wonder what it's, it's like. I don't know. I don't know. I think it, I would assume the best thing would be a beer, the beer, a lot of beers going around. But I don't see too many Henny shots being taken, just a lot of vodka. A lot of cheap lick being poured poured out, and just I don't even know what kind of music that they that they would play, or maybe to make everybody happy. I don't know. Maybe they would have somebody like Little Wayne. Who knows? But um, great homecoming, great homecoming for Morgan State HBCU homecomings are the best. I'm just gonna say that now. Power, okay, power, 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 power is doing it for me. 
I can't even lie. Power is definitely doing it for me. Now, I wasn't a fan in the show of the show in the beginning. Um, I was I just started watching it maybe what like two seasons ago. So there's a lot I missed. But the the episodes that I do watch, they never fail to keep me on the edge of the seat. And it's like in a good way. It's not like, oh, I need to know what happened next week, like now. But it's like, oh, okay, now when it comes on next week, I'ma watch the shit. All right. Now, spoiler alert if you ain't seen it, but Keisha died. I ain't surprised. Somebody was going to kill Keisha. They had to kill Keisha. She, Tommy was going to kill Keisha. Somebody was going to kill her. She was just, she couldn't hold water. You could tell that was going to happen. When they took cash, I was like, oh, it's over for her. And I knew Tasha was going to kill her. Okay. Now, I don't like the fact that 50 Cent got people watching the show thinking it's the last season. And then in the middle, he'd be like, psych. Oh, this is the preseason middle finale. Nigga, stop with all this technical shit. Dude, just like just take it back like they did back in the day and just have 15, 16 episodes in a season just like everybody else. You got a season premiere and you got a season finale. That's it. Family Matters wasn't talking about that. Now we halfway to the season, mid-season finale. Nobody, that, come on. All right, now I'm hearing Comcast is going to be dropping stars on the roster. And it's not like niggas wasn't streaming power from another source anyway. So I don't think that's going to make too big of a difference. Okay? But, you know, I'm Team Tommy. I think a lot of people are Team Tommy. But I don't know. When I thought it was the last season, I definitely was like, yeah, Ghost. And it was headed that way. That Ghost and Tariq, I felt like they were going to turn on Tommy and kill him. All right, I was hoping that was going to happen because I had some money riding on that prediction. But now they're talking about this, not the last season. But either way, definitely, definitely enjoying the show. Now, R.I.P. to Keisha, you know. And speaking of snitches, 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine. Now, I'm not going to go too far into the 6ix9ine situation because, I mean, it's all there on social media, his situation. But I think some people are confused as to why what he is doing is snitching. Okay. 6ix9ine is a, the, the purest definition of snitching because he knowingly engaged in this activity. One. Two, he engaged in this activity and if not harmed people, was willing to harm people. Okay. And three, he didn't really expect any consequences from it. Now, on Ebro in the morning, they were talking about <clears throat> possibly him being a fed the whole time. And I'm, I'm, I am not against that theory. I, I do think that the government, because when I read the testimony from 6ix9ine, apparently he was famous. Way, he was not famous, but he was a, a, mm, doing tours. He said he toured in Germany. He had released a project before, a couple of tracks that weren't necessarily hip-hop, um, that he had been out there a little bit prior to him getting over into the hip-hop scene. And he made it seem so simple as if he said that basically he approached these guys and were like, you know, make me a threat, make me scary, you know, make me seem ghetto, you know, get me that hood credit that I need in order to be a successful artist. Now, if all of that's true, then maybe, you know, he's not a fit. Maybe he was just a kid who was trying to make music and then he found these guys and was like, listen, I got the formula. Or he could have been, you know, trying to make it out. The feds picked up on him and exploited his want for wanting to be famous. 
to try to gain uh, information on these certain gangs. Um, stemming from what happened with the junior situation, his killers just got sentenced to life. They were from the Trinitarios gang. New York has been cracking down on their gangs in a heavy way over the past couple of years, even before the junior situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had some type of investigation into uh, Nine Trey, Treyway, Bloods, whatever. So that could be a theory, too. Now, this is why, in my opinion, the guys Shoddy and Trey Wave, them may not be wrong. Now, they may not be wrong, in my opinion, because this nigga, if he did just walk up to them and just were like, you know, hey, I want you guys to make me famous. Well, they did that. They did that. And you wanted them to make you famous at your, at their expense. They were already the gangsters. Some of them probably had, uh, already had charges before, already had little issues in the streets. Now, they the dumbass niggas for just wanting to go along for the ride. They just wanted to go along for the ride. They knew they were going to be on TV and money. Everything was going to be great. Why not? And then 6ix9ine, it, it turns on them. Apparently, they say, uh, now, in my opinion, I didn't hear too much about the having sex with the baby mother and all that. From the trial and the testimony, it seemed like what always happens the two leaders of the gang, they started beefing because it seemed like 6ix9ine was cool, more cool with Shoddy than he was the other guy. And the guy who was there all along, he was like trying to tell Shoddy and the rest of them like, hey, if he isn't going to, you know, care about all of us, then it's forget him. Let's turn on him. Let's do this. Let's do that. And in that phone conversation that he's having with Shoddy, Shoddy's laughing. In my opinion, he's laughing it off because he wants to continue to make money off of the guy. But he also, you know, wants to be loyal to his gang. So he's kind of saying, like, look, we're going to get him. Don't even worry about it. Now, as far as the kidnapping and everything, he deserved it. You deserved it, nigga. You had us doing all this shit. And then you're going to be talking about, fuck us. Fuck us. Now, I expect women like Lonnie Love. And there's a couple of people who went on, who's gone public. And who've defended 6 ix decision to go to trial and tell everything that happened and, you know, blame Shadi and them for his decisions. And I think that's foolish, especially this nigga Casanova. Casanova, you and him were beefing. He snitched, he did, he snitched on you again in the testimony. You and him was beefing. He tried to really pop up on you, really do something to you. And then you was like, no, cloud chasing is a devil because Casanova, he wanted to be cool with 6ix9ine. He felt like 6ix9ine was the biggest artist out. And so it was like, boom, let's be cool now. Let's be cool now. And then it comes out that 6ix9ine, he fake. Oh, now he's snitching. And I think Casanova is just trying to cover his tracks to make it seem like he didn't make a bad decision by being cool with 6ix9ine again. Come on, Cass. 6ix9ine is snitching. As far as his career after, I do think he'll be able to have some type of career. It'll be um, it'll be controversial, but nowadays in 2019, people don't people don't really uh, fall into the notes, stop snitching, and this. People are all about self preservation. All right, you do something to me, I can do something back to you. Fuck the code. That's what type of shit niggas are on these days. So six nine, I believe he'll be able to thrive. But a real nigga is free, JT. All right, she was most recent, most recently released from prison. Uh, she was doing some fed time, y'all. Now it seemed to be a lot, real common nowadays. 
a lot of beautiful women are being locked up for um, federal crimes, whether it be scamming themselves or fucking around with a scammer or, you know, stealing a wallet, who knows? But all centered around that. And JT spoke on it in the most recent uh, tweet, speaking out for ladies who are doing time that she had just left in the jail, who are doing time for situations that she feels like they may have been caught in because of whoever they were dating. And that, and that's unfortunate. All right. Now, if anything, I just hope that the city girls' performances get better. Okay, because young Miami, she was struggling. And I feel like once they found out JT was going to be free, she did everything but damn near forced that baby out. I think I really think she just, they was like, yeah, JT, get out tomorrow. I really think she just bent over and farted that baby out as quickly as she could to get back to the money. Because I feel like that baby had two, three more months in the womb. I, I, don't, I don't know her life, but I just feel, and, and the baby looked a little small, I guess. Now, going back to a little bit of old news that I wasn't doing any episodes about at the time, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, brother, I'm sorry to say it, but you're going down. It's over for you, Antonio Brown. I'm sorry. Now, in my opinion, the beef is really with the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I think the NFL had a big problem with the fact that Antonio Brown was making all this fuss over at the Raiders. He's been disrespecting the league. And then I think they felt like Tom and Bill were rewarding Antonio's behavior when they picked him up and signed him. And they didn't like that. And now that's been a major target on the Patriots back for about a year now, two years now. And I don't really know why. Now, I do think that Robert Kraft joining up with Meek Mill and Cardi B to speak out on prison reform, I also think that added the fuel to the fire. Once again, don't know why or where it's coming from, but somebody don't like the Patriots right now because they even went as far as to investigate Robert Kraft after his involvement with uh, Meek Mill's release and having him arrested. Have you heard from Robert Kraft lately? Nope. Went back into a hole. Why? Somebody's on his ass. Now, Antonio Brown has his own karma in his situations. Now, sleeping with your trainers and uh, your female, I don't even want to say co-workers because they're not necessarily on the team, but, you know, co-eds, people who are hired to work and service him specifically uh, to make him a better player. If anything, that's infidelity. He's a married man. Publicly, he's married. And, you know, that says, hey, you cheating on your wife. Nobody likes that, but that's not enough to get a guy fired. Now, the rape allegation, the first one that came out, whew, that was the one. That was that was crazy. And it was like, hey, now, what's going to happen to Antonio Brown? But the Patriots didn't blink. They still kept Antonio Brown on the roster. And then after his first game, amazing first game that he had, whew, that second one came. And, yep, it was over for Antonio Brown at that point. Now, these are just strictly allegations at this point. No child, no charges have been filed against him but what didn't help was the text message text messages that Antonio Brown sent to some of his victims after being um being accused by them and just making the the way he was talking to them made you feel like yeah whatever they said he did that shit all right come on now cheating on your wife you doing the most now speaking of cheating Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner broke have broken up and now, a lot of people were blaming Travis Scott for the breakup, and I'm not surprised about that. But now that they are broken up, I just want to know when uh, is Kylie going to talk about who she was cheating with when she created Stormy? 
Because I still think that baby belongs to that old Asian bodyguard that they used to have. I'm sorry. It could be tigers. Who knows? There's been rumors. You know, you guys saw the rumors about her dropping a friend off at the studio. Poor Stormy. She may never know. Now, congratulations are in order. We talked about Howard University a little earlier now. With D.C., y'all on the move. Congratulations to the Washington Mystics. Now, we're going to talk more about the WNBA, what's going on with them on the next LGBT episode of Juice Box Podcast. Still got those in the host. All right, so congratulations to the Washington Mystics winning that championship. I need a jersey. I do. I need a jersey. Now that I think about it, I need one. Also, congratulations to the Nationals, all right? They 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 on their way. Now, I ain't say they was going to win it, Dang. but they on their way. We we. We're going to see what happens with the Nationals. Now, a lot of people, the funny thing is, um, I saw a post that said, now all those tattoos, if you saw the National sign, it's like a W. I have several friends who have those tattoos, and I now that it's worth it. Now it's worth it, because y'all niggas know y'all was not watching baseball. Y'all was not watching them games. Stop acting like y'all was. All right, now, now y'all got to look towards uh, the Wizards and see what they're going to do. We got to look towards the Wizards and see what the Redskins, the hopes are dead there. It's dead there. But let's look to the Wizards. Y'all got Bradley Bill back. Y'all be all right. All right. Now, I, Tatiana Jefferson, all right, the young lady who was killed in Fort Worth by a police officer. Now, her funeral has been postponed. Okay. Now, when I first read the headline, I was like, wow, I mean, like, is it an investigation? Are they looking something into, I don't know, the autopsy? Well, apparently, no. It's some nigga shit. All right? Apparently, her dad is halting the funeral arrangements and switched the arrangements from this past Saturday to this upcoming Wednesday. He has even gone as far as to taking out a restraining order against the aunt of Miss Jefferson and the funeral home to prevent them from going further with any more funeral arrangements. Now, the family is alleging that he didn't even really know her like that. And it's sad. If that's the case, I don't know if that's the case or not, but if that's the case, that's fucked up. He just ran in there real quick to collect the check <laughs> off, of his, off of the situation. People are really crazy, okay? I, I hope in that situation. Now, they say the officer who shot, uh, shot her has been officially charged with murder, and there's been a lot of speculation. They said that the nephew who was in the home at the time while she was babysitting them, she said that she was pointing a gun at the window, like she pointed the gun at the window. Now, the neighbor, there was a neighbor, the reason the police showed up was because the neighbor had seen that a door was open all day or whatever, and he thought there might be some suspicious activity and decided to call the police. And he said that, the according to the neighbor, he saw people, you know, going into the backyard, and he said, Within about a minute later, he heard gunshots. It was very quick. Now, my thing was, if her door was open all day, um, not to say that you had to, um, you know, just walk up to the front door and just say, hey, I understand you had police protocol and procedures of entering a situation, but um, somebody could have walked to the front door and just maybe yelled in or just knocked on the fucking door. If the door was closed at that point, somebody could have knocked on the door. The body cam footage is 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 scary as fuck. He just walked over there. Let me see your hands. Pop. 
and shot her. Now, as far as these um, statements saying the nephew saw her with the gun in the hand, there's sometimes police can move kind of stealthy. I've been in a raid before. I've been picked up in a raid before by the police. And I consider myself one of the most vigilant people in this world. And it always pisses me off when they're already arresting me. Or one time this cop was already like coming in my door. like, And I'm like, why the fuck didn't I know? Why didn't I know that they was coming up the steps? You know, you don't hear that. And they say she's a law-abiding citizen. So if she was to see police creeping in her backyard, I think the last thing she would have grabbed was a gun. So I don't know if the, those rumors are true or not about her having a gun in her hand. I think that when the officer saw the gun, he would have said, gun, gun, or put the gun down. They'd be so pressed when they see a gun. I think the first thing he would have referred to was the gun in the first place if he would have saw it okay he just deliberately i think with no remorse not even no remorse but just shot at that person without even trying to figure out who it was in the first place now there was the amber geiger case now amber geiger she was the officer who shot a young black man while he was sitting in his home i think was enjoying ice cream or cereal one of the two and now she has began her 10-year sentence now, but the judge, Tammy Kemp, who was in, on the trial for Miss Amber, she is under the most, she's under the most heat than anybody. All right, now, that ain't even alleged. After the trial and after Miss Amber was sentenced, the judge, who was black, went over and hugged Miss Amber, who was white. All right. And people were all pissed off about it. A lot of people were pissed off about it. Posting about it. Boosie was mad about it. Well, if, thought, well, if she was blah, 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 and white privilege this and white privilege that. Now, did anybody, anybody watch the trial? If you did not watch the Amber Geiger trial, I challenge you to watch it. It's on Scales, Scales of Justice channel on YouTube. Go to Scales of Justice on YouTube, the entire trial is on a folder in there. And I watched the entire thing. If you would have watched some of the body cam footage and the whole footage period, I think, and listen to some of the testimony, I think you would have, one, if you would have watched the trial, you would notice that the judge was being a bitch in the first place. When the trial started, I was like, oh, Amber going to hell. Fuck jail. She going right to hell. That's how angry and how into the trial this particular judge was she was even upset with the prosecution because they had went and did a the state's attorney had went and made statements to the media when they had signed non-disclosures saying that they wouldn't talk about facts of the case and when she thought that that was when the defense had filed for the case to be thrown out she was livid now if you watch the case and you watch some of the body cam footage it looks like an accident it looked not necessarily the situation, but her emotional reactions. It seemed like she genuinely walked into the wrong apartment. Some of the questions that they asked, even the paramedics who said they had been there before, but they had, you know, went to the wrong apartment and how easy it is to sometimes shoot the wrong apartment, how she seemed, how she declined to turn off her body camera, how she didn't want to be isolated by the human resource people who were instructing her to turn off her body camera or to say certain things. She was a little bit manipulated in, by her supervisors. And just, you know, the situation, she really, you know, was going to get the book thrown at her. And I think people who were a part of that trial in that room, they felt that and they felt sorry for her. 
And I don't think a lot of people in America got to watch the trial and see it. But it did. It looked like a genuine uh, mistake. It, it really, really, truly did. Um, now, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, I want to say RIP to Elijah Cummins. All right. If you don't know, he was a 7th District representative here in Baltimore. He passed on October 17th, born January 18th, all right, 1951. He was a graduate of the fine Baltimore City College. He attended Howard University and Maryland School of Law. Now, he, he was doing uh, a lot within Congress on small scales. Most recently, he's been leading the fight, uh, the Democratic fight against Trump. Uh, leading the impeachment, also from small things with trying to get Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Now, I'm going to be very honest with you. As far as Baltimore, I can't really tell you too much that he's done. I don't know. They said he's held office since 1996. And, and you know, <laughs> West Baltimore, his particular district has been shitty since then. You know, I ain't going to lie. But Donald Trump had called him out and said that, you know, he gave money to them and said, where's the money? And he's been, you know, tweeting about Cummins off and on, subtweeting about him, using him as a platform to say that Democrats pay more attention to him than they do their own cities and districts. Um, so, you know, I think they poison the man's tea. You know, I think that. <laughs> so, man, Juicebox Podcast, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm going to have an episode coming real, 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 real soon, man. Enjoy the rest of your week, man. I'm out. She feel my mind the way I did.